0: listening to you're listening to FM. you're listening Again, to you're listening tien you're listening you're listening to
1: active fm
0: to active fm to active fm active fm to active fm
2: hello and welcome to it's a mom's life here on active fm with myself
1: Denise and I am tando awesome awesome and today we have a very special
2: guest on the show so we'd like to welcome in the neurologist and author of the book, So Many Babies, Dr. Susan Landes. Welcome, Dr. Susan Lenders. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank LV. you so much. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, really, it's, it's really awesome
3: to have you. Thank you, I appreciate it. You mentioned that I was a neurologist, but I'm actually a neonatologist. I, I'm not really. That is, that's a physician who takes care of sick newborns and premature babies. Oh wow. I a little I, different. It is, no, very different,
2: <laughs> neonatology. When I saw that, I
1: also thought, um, I've never seen this type of doctor. It was my first, so you are my first.
2: Wow. Okay. So, so on that note, um, Susan, tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, how, how you got into being a doctor. Oh,
3: okay. Um, well, now, but I spent my whole career working in the NICU, the NICU, taking care of sick babies, little premature babies, and I loved that field. After I finished medical school, after college, I went to medical school. There were only 16 women in my class of 180. So uh, women were not very prevalent in medicine back then. I chose pediatrics and trained in a residency. And then I did a fellowship training in neonatology, another three So six years of training after four years of medical school. And then I practiced in the NICU in Houston, Texas and in Austin, Texas. And the same time I was practicing, I got married and had three children. (laughs) Wow. And I worked full time uh, for The whole time that I was raising three children, I was also married to a physician and he helped a great deal. And we were fortunate to be able to hire nannies to help out when we were working. And after I retired, I decided to share my stories of being a doctor and being a working mother. And that's why I wrote the book, So Many Babies. That book tells stories about me being a working mom, mm-hmm. also stories about me being a doctor, inter- interacting with moms of twins and triplets and a couple of set of quads in there. And so I tell lots of medical stories and I also tell stories in my book about my own experience raising three children over the years.
2: She was, okay. And if you don't
3: mind me asking, how old are your children now? Uh, so let's see, 37, 34, and 31. Wow. I'm also a grandmother to two beautiful children, a girl and a boy, and that's been fabulous to, to oh. become a grandmother.
2: That's awesome, and you're still going strong. We're gonna, we're gonna pray for more grandbabies for you. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. So, so you touched on on the whole full time mom thing, um, and I'm in your department. Obviously, I'm not a medical doctor, but um, you know, sometimes I envy the uh, the sorry, not full time mom, full full time working mom, but sometimes I envy the full time mom because. You know, I get to spend a little bit more time with the kids and I'm, um, you know, I'm that young mom trying to make a career work with two toddlers. And, right. and I often feel, like, overwhelmed and guilty because I need to work late and I don't always have things 100% planned out, you know, because life happens. What kind of advice, and I'm sure I'm not the only mom, I'm sure there's plenty of moms out there because, I mean, at you know, this day and age, you can't, not a lot of moms are privileged to have
3: to stay at home, you know, finances and that. But what kind of advice do you have for these moms? First of all, what you just said is very common. Most of us are working mothers. Most, many of us work because we have to. Some of us are look, lucky enough to work because we want to. And if you can find a job you really like and be a working mother, That's pretty much icing on the cake. Yeah. I think that working mothers nowadays are way too hard on themselves. We all start out wanting to be perfect. I was the same way. I had an idea of being a super mom, doing it all, you know, being at the school for the little play and baking cookies and making sure I didn't miss the soccer game and we all want to do this. and we imagine that the stay-at-home moms just effortly go from activity to activity while we're just struggling to make work and raising children balance yeah so the first thing i would say is it doesn't balance it never balances you're always doing one thing or another you're doing yeah. your work, hopefully, without thinking about a sick child or an injury or child care didn't work today. Or you're at home enjoying your kids and your husband or spouse. And, and we expect to be doing those two at the same time. And it is just physically impossible. Yeah. So I think the best advice for working mothers is to recognize that. You cannot do two things at once. You have to either be at work mentally or yeah. be with your children, be a mom mentally in order to stay um, sane, in order to wow. stay balanced. Yeah. I th- Whenever I try to do two things at once... You know, I had a sick kid at home and I thought maybe I could get my work done and Zoom home and grab the kid and take him to the pediatrician. I, I got frazzled and I made mistakes. And oh. so I was lucky to have a nanny so that w- when there was a sick child, I didn't have to worry. About but a lot of working moms have to juggle childcare with their spouse, hmm. family member. And it is really, really hard to be two places at once. So my biggest piece of advice for working moms is to just... that when you're at your job, when you're doing your work, you're you're not going to be the best mother possible. But what you can do for yourself to be fulfilled in your work is when you take off from work and you're at home and you're with your kids, you can be the best mom possible. Yeah. Called being a good enough mother. The good enough mother knows that she's a better person if she has a good job that leaves her fulfilled. If she has a job where she thinks she's making a difference, like what you're doing, you're making a difference in your work. And so when you're through with your work, with your recordings, you're going to be a better mom this afternoon with your children because you've done a good job with your recordings. Yes. So I think the notion that modern day moms need to understand is how to be a good enough mother. You yes. cannot do two things at the same time. And us try desperately to balance being a mom and working. And in fact, it's not a balance. It's a juggling act because you're doing one thing and then you hand it off and then you're doing something else. I think it's more like juggling than it is balancing. So that would be my biggest advice for your listeners. Yeah, I think, you know, sort
2: of what I have felt, you know, especially during the last year or so after being chaos at work and it's just crazy things, times are crazy, work is crazy. Um, Just doing work at work and coming home and not bringing work home, but actually being one with your kids like literally sitting down engaging not going well let me quickly answer an email and I'll then get to the kids because then there's another email
3: and another email instead of just going. look this is is time now for the kids exactly (laughs) you've expressed it beautifully that if we could let our work go shut the laptop don't answer the emails don't scroll through social media we yeah. we will actually enjoy our time with our children more. Just mm. yesterday, I was reading a paper about how good it is for mothers to play with their children. I used to do that when I was younger. I would get out in the yard and play catch, mm. and I taught. I even taught my son and both my daughters how to how to pick hatch i think that's why my son pitches like a girl but (laughs) we had so much fun and i would take them to the swimming pool and make sure that they learned how to swim swimming with them and so i or go biking with them when my son got older i used to go walking with him so doing things with our children where we are able to leave work behind not think about it is it helps our brain, it improves our mood, it lowers our level, and it's so good for us. Definitely. Tando, is there something you want
1: to ask? The question that you asked actually, um, Denise, being, you know, when Susan mentioned that there's a thing that we, we always feel like we're not good enough as a mom and I think I went through your, your Instagram today I was actually just scrolling through your videos and I actually saw one where you spoke about you know we, we we have this attitude as moms that we need to be perfect and I just started thinking after that where do we get that from where do we get this notion that we need to be perfect moms like I remember having my first child having that idea but now when I think about it where does that come from where do you think that comes from because every I believe every mom has that in the at the back of their heads even before having children that I have to be this perfect mom
3: right we do and we get it from culture and from our family of origin most of us enter motherhood with a notion of what a good mother is does she stay at home does she bake cookies does she sew the kids clothes Or does she go to work? I was lucky, I had a mom who was an elementary school librarian. And so my model for a good mom was she went to work every day, but she was off on the weekends. So I think society gives us our models for moms. And so does our family. But here's the problem. In our societies, they're giving us that model, and we think we know what a perfect mom is but we don't have adequate time to stay home with a newborn. We don't have adequate childcare very often. And so we enter motherhood thinking for super mom or the best. And then reality hits and things come at us. Sick child project deadline. Yeah. And we struggle because, again, because you cannot do two things at the same time, two different things at the same time. Um, so I think that because society gives us this notion of being a perfect mom, we need to share with each other that there's no such thing. There yeah. is. No, that's why I like to talk about being a good enough mother. The good enough mother raises good children. All my kids turned out fine. <laughs> they're, they're all employed, they're all independent. Uh, so, um, in our goal as mothers, is to raise happy, independent people. Yeah. And so, if you work, whether you have to or you choose to, you're going to have to embrace the notion that you are not a perfect mom because you're going to be gone a certain number of hours a week, that you're going to be a good enough mother and do the things you can to take care of yourself. Yeah,
1: Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. And I wish that there can be more platforms where that women hear this type of things because yes. in our place daily, like you said, society is always pushing this image of perfect mother looks like this, a perfect mother right. does that, a perfect, but we don't have these real conversations like real moms who actually have been through through the work. Because I, when I realized that I'm not a perfect mom, how that, that, that hurt me. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we all, every one of us has been
3: there. We have all no. been there crying over the baby. What would what I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> or crying over the toddler who got sent home with a note. Your kid bit another kid. I mean, there's just no end to how many ways we think we should know the answers, and we don't, because yeah. we're learning as we go. So, you, you know, social media, I'm not a fan of the way social media presents everything to be tidy. Yeah. And neat, and, <laughs> and colorful, yeah. And, and because life isn't like that our yeah. lives aren't like
2: that So true it's, it's nice to actually get real because when we when I when we have these conversations with with real even like you just you, I think we're all living our own little world and like to have um, uh, you know you coming on and, and so many of our other ladies that have joined us before. Just to get that, like, there's a reassurance that it's okay. You're doing a good job. It doesn't mean because someone else's perfection is, it's not your perfection. And I just love it because this is such a real conversation. Um, Yes. I'd like to ask something from my side. So I see there's a lot of information, uh, you know, on the internet. And we touched on, you know, Instagram. But a lot of information on the internet nowadays as a doctor, what would you say to moms who tend to Google symptoms or Google things and yes. child and health? You know, uh, what, what, do you, what would you say? Because I don't think we've all done it. We right. have all done right. it. <laughs> right. But sometimes it's not a good
3: thing. So, so what would you, your thoughts be on that? Well, first of all, don't ask Dr. Google anything that you can ask a pediatrician or a family doctor. Yeah, That's my first rule. The second rule is is, um, getting information on the internet has to be done with a mindset of where the information is coming from. If the information is coming from a site that is .edu, that means it's from a university in the United States. I'm not sure about in South, Africa, if it would be the same, but you okay. can tell when you're on Google, when you're searching there, you're looking at an ad site or whether you're scrolling down and looking at a website that is not .com. .com okay. is a business. .edu is an educational institution and .org is a not-for-profit. So the simplest thing you can do is not go to businesses to get information. Now, as soon as I said that, my website is susanlandersmd.com. But I I give enough information there that you would know that I'm a qualified pediatrician and I frequently quote the American Academy of Pediatrics. Yeah. The other thing is that Each nation has an academy of physicians in a group like obstetrics or uh, pediatrics or development. And you can find out in your country of origin what group of physicians are the experts in a certain topic and go to that website. For example, yesterday I was on the Internet learning about dyslexia. And there is a dyslexia organization it's called dyslexiaassociation.org and i went to their website and saw some scientific articles and i saw some other art for lay people and i knew that was a good website it was a not-for-profit and they also quoted scientific uh, literature okay. does that help a little bit to know that how one hundred percent. As a, we
2: didn't even know that there was a difference between that well, I didn't. com, org, and ed, Like that's that, yes. and I'm sure many moms will be they able do. to go. Hang on, I cannot. Yep. Well, if I look at this information right now, it's probably not accurate. So rather look at the educational um, URLs, the edu. You said, edu is university. university. Cool. That
3: means it's based in academics, .org is a uh, not-for-profit. Yeah. Those two, you cannot go wrong with getting information from those okay. two. Um, in America, we use the NIH and that's NIH.gov, G-O-V. That's gonna vary from country to country. If you're going to Google and you're going and you're clicking on an ad, you're probably falling for something that's a business that's trying to mislead you or sell you something. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, I'm actually going to do a little bit of research on my side to know what the South African ones are because this is, it's very, and obviously, first prize is you getting to, or speaking to your physician. Oh, yes. Um, not doing the whole Google thing. Um, but, you know, sometimes there's desperate situations at 12 o'clock at night and you don't know what to do. Be careful, moms out there, what you actually um, read because it may
3: not be the right thing. There are some good websites. One comes to mind, kellymom.com, but they're very few and far between. They're, They're groups of caregivers and educators that have started a business. They actually do earn money through ads, but they give good information. So there are some businesses that give good information. Okay, like my good. website, I think, gives very good resources.
2: I, I really love your websites because there's a whole bunch of resources there. Okay, cool. So on that note, we, we're actually going to sort of end off now, but I really just wanted you to just touch on your book, So Many
3: Babies. You know, what can we expect? I haven't read it. Where can we get it? Ah, You can get it on any online bookseller, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, all the others that are your favorite independent booksellers, preferably an independent bookstore. The title of my book is So Many Babies, My Life and Motherhood. I use that word balancing, but the whole book is about how things went from off balance to off balance. It's yeah. more of my life juggling the two than my life balancing. And I tell stories of my personal motherhood experiences and stories of my NICU patients. And it, oh, wow. okay. it spans 30 years. There's some, and I have I had permission from all the parents to tell all the stories that I did. They were happy to let me tell their the stories of their children and of course i changed names but i was really how difficult it is to be a working mother and i wanted my book to provide reassurance to other working moms
2: that's awesome so so i'm definitely going to look out for that. and i see you do have some items some um uh what is it called now interviews and blogs on your website so that's Susan, yes. uh, Susan Landers, md.com right
3: correct i do i have lots of resources for parents and i write a blog and you can contact me with ideas and questions i love to hear from people and
1: that's of course awesome. i have
3: a, an account on instagram and facebook but that's really just to reassure people that i'm around <laughs> y'all. so getting yourself out there which is
2: a good thing because um, you know, if I can just commend you just being, being a working, full-time working mom, um, obviously, you know, with your children now grown, getting older, um, and, and just being out there as a support mechanism, even if it's online, just knowing that other moms, and I, for myself, other moms can go, I'm not alone in this journey. And yes. there are things that you can do. There are people you can reach out to. There are books, good books. Uh, that you can read, good blogs that you can read that are uh, legit and that are not going to throw you off course.
3: Exactly. Well said. Well said.
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it was really, really awesome, Susan, uh, to have you on on the show. It really was. Um, We would love to have you back at some point. So so please do. We're going to keep in touch. We're going to follow you on Instagram. um, But we would love to know a lot more about you. Um, oh, and that's you. what We hope to do. <laughs>
3: thank you, Denise. Cool. If cool. you, so, yeah, I appreciate that, and I love what you're doing. Thank you very much. You know, it's it's it's
2: it's in work in progress, but we're loving what we're doing as well.
3: <laughs> good, good,
2: good, good. Cool. Okay, Susan. Well, we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you so much from all of us here at Active FM and It's a Mom's Life. Also, on behalf of Tando, I know she wanted to be. On, but she's having connection problems. Yeah. But we just oh. want to say thank you,
3: and we hope to see you soon. You're welcome. Bye bye. Take care.
0: Bye, Susan. you the show. Stay updated. Stay entertained Would with like Active Film by following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Gab, YouTube, and, and engage, engage with us. us. <laughs> like, comment, share your thoughts, and we repost.
4: That when we come up on the stage Me and my mates We don't play We use the music to break all of the chains yeah. Not here for the money or fame no. We're here because of Jesus' name Screaming in caps No lowercase We need to get to the secret place I'm not ashamed How can I do it for fame? Mm. It weren't me that he was sick and the lame no. It weren't me that showed no other brain. No. It weren't me that made water and grain no. It weren't me that washed all of my stains no. but not you see we're not living the same? This is all done in Jesus' name Why do you think that we're running this race? Oh, no. Diablo is running the chase Gotta no. no. turn around Okay. And I didn't leave a trace I'd nothing to do with this case Cause it was done by the one that I didn't face.
0: Boys and the girls that I came in to shake up the game They call me a star right now But I promise the hunger the same And the mission the same, lifting up Jesus' name This is the reign of the children of Elohim that never struggle to stay in the shame I bring the wave to put the city in flames Break all the shackles and chains All of my days, I never go to a place Fight, I'm going, Jesus' name Come aside, side, we ain't scared We said God, or raise dead What can man do to me and Danny All in the lion's den? I used to Run and hide now, God ain't just by my side. All the truest in the fire? Who's the fuck, man, in the fire? Oh, yeah, we face the herders, but we band it like Beckham. They try to press the ammo, we keep it straight like Beckham. They try to take my dinner. Frankly, I ain't no lampert. My God did not desert us. Demons to get in shot, at, get shot shot. Cause men get glorified. Of course, I dive.
4: I my life, yeah. I for Christ, yeah. I used to run and hide, Now and hide, and hide. Now i told them boy to come outside. Cause I, I battle for Jesus Christ. This yes. name gets glorified. Of course I die. He saved my life, yeah. I bang for Christ, yeah. I used to run and hide, run and hide, run and hide. Now hide, i told them boy to come outside, I burn for Jesus Christ.